Welcome to this episode on how to spot a racist. And before you point your finger at me and say, look, guys, I found one. I want you to know that my mother's brother's sister's boyfriend is half black, so it can't be me. I've done a lot of random things in my life, and none of them very well. Uh, I've got my finger in a lot of pies, and all of my fingers are burning. I was once an extra on a mini-series called Mr. Inbetween. I think, it, uh, I think that's what it was called. Uh, and it was about a hitman, so they hired all the shonky-looking people, or maybe just people with a misshaped head, to be in the background of this strip club scene. And between takes, you could, like, you know, talk to the person that you're paired up with. I was playing pool with this uh, bikey. He was an actual, actual in a bikey gang in Australia. And he was telling me about his gang. We're the oldest gang in Australia, blah, 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 blah. I was pretending I knew anything about motorbikes. I know nothing. Like, well, they have two wheels. And, um, you know, there's a cool Harley in Terminator 2. That, but that's, that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge on motorbikes. Actually, you know what? I lie. I rode a Pee Wee 50 when I was like seven, um, and it was amazing. But as this guy was talking, he said to me, yes, yeah, the oldest uh, bikey club in Australia, and yeah, no, uh, no ends allowed. And I laughed, and then I was sickened, and then I was a little bit embarrassed because I didn't want to be associated with this person. And my point here is that I think racism is is disgusting but i also think it's rare i think when you come across it uh, and there's a dave chappelle about uh, dave chappelle skit about this where he he was so he heard something so racist that he was shocked and he was like that was racist uh i think it's rare uh and i could be wrong but i think when we point in the fingers at someone and saying that they're a racist i think we need really good reason and i think that was one of the reasons i mean just i don't even think i don't even know if he was racist to be honest when i reflect on it because you know, he's saying there are no ends allowed in this club. In my head, I'm like, Did you, do you have a problem with that? Like, are there hordes and hordes of African-Americans trying to join your club? I don't think so. Uh, that doesn't really make sense. I think he was just trying to be that kind of tough, offensive, bikey, like, ooh, uh, tough guy. So I bashed him and then got kicked off set. You won't read that in any papers because it's not true. We're going to talk about three things in this podcast. We're going to talk about racism, we're going to talk about politics, and we're going to talk about the government. Now, I just discovered Eric July. I don't know where the hell I've been, but I think it's pretty amazing from what I've seen so far, and I'm actually in the process of changing my study to look like his. Um, and my wife just took down a, a predator statue I put next to one of our wedding gifts on the shelf, but we'll find a place for him. Uh, now, Eric July, I posted one of his quotes today, which was, Racism without statism is nothing more than a bad idea. What that means is that racism is powerless without the state's ability to enforce it through its institutions. At least that's what I think he's saying when he, he says that quote. In any case, that's what I'm saying. George Floyd would never have been killed if the police were held to a higher standard if they were held accountable for their actions, if all the times that they had excessive force or, or there was police brutality or they entered the premise of a home in plain clothes without showing their badges, shooting someone who had nothing to do with anything, all of those times, if they were held accountable, if they were put in prison, if they were charged, 
their racism, this supposed racism that perhaps some members of the police department had, it couldn't be acted upon. Because at the end of the day, yes, there may be some racist police officers. But the problem with that is that if they didn't have this kind of unbridled power, if they didn't have this limitless power, they could be racist all they want, but they can't act on it. They can't kill innocent people for it. They can't burst into homes for it. They can't strip search people for it. They can't act upon that racism if they didn't have the power in the first place. So how do we know that George Floyd was killed because he was black or because this police officer was racist? Because if this is a reflection of racism within the police force, we need to be sure that the person doing it was actually racist. So what you'd have to do is go through his rap sheet and find out all of the times he, he, I, I guess, said things that sounded racist or... Perhaps there were times where there were traffic stops and he charged a black person and over the same traffic stop he didn't charge a white person, you know, the same kind of crime, but he was more lenient for white people than he was for black people. You could go through all of that and then determine, okay, this person had a bias against black people. You could do that. What we have seen, though, is that he does have quite a rap sheet. He does have a lot of things against his name that he wasn't properly disciplined for. So that reflects more that the police are corrupt rather than he was racist. Perhaps he is racist and he got away with it because of the corruption in the police force. So if you're going to protest against something, it has to be the corruption in the police force, full stop, and taking away the excessive powers that they have. Now, there's a movie with Al Pacino that I've been thinking about recently where one of the things that haunts him as a detective is that he would you know, plant evidence on people he knew were guilty because he was so fed up with the justice system letting people off. Uh, and that kind of haunted him. But you kind of empathize with this character and you're like, okay, yeah, if you know someone's guilty and they're just going to get off and do it again, perhaps as a human being, you might you know, be inclined to frame them somewhat. Because, look, they really commit the crime. We just need the proof to show that they did it. Sprinkle a bit of crack on him, per se. Now, that's not, that's not right at all by any standard. But you can understand the kind of um, angle that his character is coming from. Now, if you look at this in the real world, George Floyd was not a good dude. By any stretch of the imagination, he wasn't a good dude. Now, I'm not saying he deserved to die at all. What we're trying to determine is if this police officer was a racist police officer and the reason George Floyd died was because he was black. George Floyd held a gun against a pregnant woman. George Floyd was a drug addict and he was a porn star. He wasn't a good dude. One of the possibilities is that this police officer was so fed up with him that he used excessive force. He may have even wanted to kill him and then was shocked when it happened. But um, it's a horrible thing as well. But you can't narrow it down simply to racism straight away. Oh, white, black, racism. It's a little bit more complicated than that. And it's a little bit more complicated when you're trying to protest a system, but the only outcome of the system that you want is for less racism. How about less power? So I need to reiterate again that I think what happened was disgusting. I think it's wrong. But I think they're going to have more power after these protests. Ironically, these protests, well, these riots, I should say, are going to create more racism. And how could it not? If you're already racist, okay, let, let's picture a white uh, middle America 
uh, race, perhaps even a closet racist. Like he doesn't even wear a MAGA hat. Now that was a joke, you know, not all MAGA hat people are racist. It was just a joke. But just imagine your typical racist and maybe he's just a closet. And he flicks on the news and he sees thousands and thousands of African Americans looting businesses. Is that going to make him less racist? And I was like, yeah, every protest is going to have bad eggs, but perhaps it's the responsibility of the bulk of the protesters to put a stop to it. Or it could just be a messy situation and there was nothing you could do to stop these people. In either case, the protest is going to result in more police power. And if people want change, if they want to actually change the system to change police brutality, they need to be specific on what they want changed. Because just to target quote-unquote racism is not good enough. Now, I was told that apparently there are like eight demands of the Black Lives Matters movement this time, that they were chanting, don't wait, start with eight, or something along those lines. I can't find this anywhere. I've checked Google, I've checked DuckDuckGo, perhaps my algorithm is wrong, maybe they're not showing me what they need to be showing me, but if someone can link that to me in the comments, that would be great, so I can actually read these. But the problem is I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them on Facebook, and I haven't seen them on Instagram. So, look, if they do have these tangible demands that I'm not aware of, that's great. Let me see them so I can read them. All I've seen is, <laughs> like, one of the first demands I saw on, like, a general, generic Black Lives Matter page was, uh, if you're white, will your property to a black or brown person upon your death? And I'm like, okay, well, this isn't the specific, you know, George Floyd specific protest demand is it this that was just like a general thing they're doing so if someone can link that to me that'll be great so i can read it and maybe post about it let's talk about the strange political undertones that these protests have brought up yet again and it's kind of like it's always the republicans being called racists and the democrats being this kind of savior and these kind of social justice uh, warrior uh, figureheads now, uh, I need to reiterate here that I'm neither left nor right. I'm an uh, anarchist, so I couldn't really care less. But I do kind of care about the knowledge and people actually making informed decisions about things. So you can't just say that all Republicans are racist and all Democrats are not. It just doesn't make sense. And especially when you talk about the specific people in power at the moment and in the past as well. So in the 1960s, when the Civil Rights Bill was passed, more Republicans voted than, on that bill than Democrats. So there's one stark example of saying, well, you can't say that all Republicans are racist because that just isn't true. Joe Biden seems way more racist than Donald Trump at times. Now, I'm not saying Donald Trump isn't racist, but I'm saying Joe Biden seems more racist. Uh, a recent example is when he said to a black voter, he said, if you don't vote for Democrats, you're not black. And he just gets away with it because Democrats are not racist in the public mind and Republicans are. If Donald Trump said that, he'd be assassinated. He'd be shot. There's no question about it. He'd be done. He said a lot of crazy stuff, but he's never said something like that. And I'm not defending him at all. So, you know, don't get your knickers in the knot. Uh, again, I'm an anarchist. I don't care about them. But I care about people actually thinking through things. Uh, that's more important to me. So uh, so this whole George Floyd thing actually happened in a democratic state as well. So again, it's like they're blaming Republicans on what happened in a democratic state. It just doesn't make sense to me. 
Joe Biden, who's up against Trump, he's the Democrat. He's done a lot of crazy things. Uh, actually, he's I probably don't even need to talk about this because he's actually broken ties with the Black Lives Matter movement because they were saying they wanted to demonetize the police and he said, oh, no, I don't want to do that. So now he's kind of between a rock and a hard place. But his past rap sheet is crazy. And again, going by my own rule, I'm not going to assign racism to him. Uh, he's got other motiv- motivating factors. But if you're looking for an example of systematic racism, one of the things that he did in the past was uh, the work he did on an anti-drug abuse act. And what that did was made a distinction between crack and powdered cocaine uh, cocaine penalties. Um, And there was a 100 to 1 sentencing disparity between crack and powdered cocaine. Now, what that means is that black people were sentenced much more harshly than white people. Now, if you're looking for systematic racism, there it is. And actually, the funniest thing is that Donald Trump actually changed those definitions. He changed that law. That's 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 different now. I think he did it with Kim Kardashian from memory, which is absolutely like what universe do we live in where that happens? Yet, Republicans are the racists and Democrats aren't. And that's the whole thing. Like, how do you spot a racist? You can't do it by looking at you know, he's got a red hat on that says MAGA. Oh, he's racist. Oh, he voted for, for, for Biden. He's not racist. He, he likes Bernie Sanders. He's not racist. It just doesn't make sense. At the end of the day, people can be racist 100%. But the color that people like the most is green. It's funny because post-slavery in the American South, there were more African-Americans employ- uh, under employment than in the North. And one of the reasons was because they needed to keep competing. They needed to compete. So these white uh, farm owners, they actually needed to employ black people, even though they hated them, even though that they were racist, just to compete. Because it's not competitive just to employ white people. It's not, you're not going to compete in a marketplace if you limit yourself on such an idiotic ideology. You can't compete. Um, And so what would you rather? Would you rather your business fail? Or that you employ someone you don't like, even if it is for an unjustified reason. Think about that in your own life. Do you ever work with people you don't like? You just put up with them because at the end of the day, you want your security, you want your paycheck. It's exactly the same thing. People can be racist. You probably can't even change that. You know, it's a very long process to change someone from being racist. One of the other things that Joe Biden is famous for is having his signature on the 1994 Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act, which uh, further expanded the drug war and federal death penalty. And um, it just exploded the prison population in the US uh, and with a a large increase in African-Americans again. So look, um, maybe he's not racist. And again, going by my own rules, I'm not going to call him racist. But the outcomes of his governmental policy has been bad for the African-American community. So even if you think he's racist or not racist, I wouldn't even vote based on those lines. I would vote based on what the outcomes of their policies have been. I would vote on parties who strive to shrink the amount of power that the government has to shrink the amount of influence they have over your life so that if there is a racist person in the white house man let them be racist at least it doesn't affect you at least it doesn't affect your business 
Imagine if Donald Trump turned around and said, guess what, guys, I am racist. And you know what? It is now illegal to employ African-Americans. Then you're screwed. So if you're you're protesting and part of the reason you're protesting is because you think you're going to get at the Republicans or or Donald Trump, I think you're kidding yourself and you need to think more deeply about it. Keep protesting, but please, I, I think my whole point behind this is think out what you want and communicate it because I haven't seen a, a single like outcome that could actually be put into place uh, through this. All. I, I'm getting choked, choked up. I'm getting, uh, it's just confusing to me. I mean, in what world do you burn down the police station, burn down the Target, burn down the Nike store and expect them not to have more power at the end of the day? In what world is that going to get the outcomes that you haven't even defined? In what world is that going to be good for you? We live in a wacky universe as it is, but it's not that wacky. Like, what are the police going to say? Yep, you win. Um, whatever you want, we're, we're, at, we're at your disposal to do with us what you will. Mm, no, I think they're going to be shooting people on their doorstep like they have been with the paintballs. I think they're going to be pushing down old people and smacking their head on the curb and then saying, oh, no, he tripped. It's going to be crazy and they're going to have more power and they're going to get away with more. Be specific. At the end of the day, my final point is that it's the government who are the problem. It is the power that they have. It's the policies that they put through. The policies that seem to have good intentions but have bad outcomes. Uh, It's funny because I already mentioned that uh, post-slavery there were more blacks employed in the South. But why didn't that continue? It's because the government got involved. Because the racists within the government enforced racist policies. So it doesn't matter if there are racist people in power as long as they don't have the power to enact their racist policies. You need to take that power away from them. Uh, A good way to think about it is that the government is a gun and everyone's fighting over to get this gun. Who will hold this gun? Who will hold this power? Now, the more that we as people can shrink the size of this gun to limit its ammunition, the better it is for everyone because if the wrong person gets the gun, they can do less damage with it we need to decentralize everything we need to decentralize power so that you have more power over your life and over your business you don't want the government to have the amount of power that they have now to shut down the whole country because of a virus right to make it illegal to protest i'm almost glad this protest happened when it did because now people can 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 start to understand that there are things that they value more than the government stepping in for their own protection or their their safety. It's like, look, okay, I understand the risks. I understand that I might get corona. I understand that my parents might get corona or my grandparents might get it from me, but this is more important. I don't want police brutality for my children. I want to I want to change the conversation. I want to change things for the better. And I mean, what better example is there? The government shouldn't have the power to shut down your business, to tell you to stay home until. And it's funny, I think the hope 
that I felt this morning. I went to news.com.au and there was not one article about corona. Not one. I would have liked an apology, but look, that's wishful thinking. But there wasn't one one article. There was stuff about Prince Andrew. There was a little bit about the protests. Then there was stuff about sport. And it was just like a normal, boring news cycle where they had nothing to talk about. And that's the hope that I can see after the protests because there hasn't been a spike. Or at least, well, we haven't seen one yet. Um, So there is hope. There's this kind of hope that things are returning to normal, that we can start thinking about, okay, well, next time, what do we do? Next time when they say stay in your home, what, how do we respond? Do we respond with, yes, please, can you, can you send police to my neighbors? Because I saw them leave the house and he wasn't wearing work clothes, so he wasn't going somewhere essential. So uh, make sure you find him $11,000, please, because that's really making our communities better. Or are we going to say, look, I'm going to balance the risks on my own and I'm going to stay home if I think it's unsafe or I'm going to go to a protest if I think that's more important. I'll sacrifice my own health for the safety of other people, you know. Uh, so look, there's hope, and and I'm I'm really happy with that outcome. But we'll see. Maybe tomorrow they'll ramp up the Corona talk again, and we'll all be scared. Thanks for listening to the Political Deactivist podcast. Be sure to watch our movie at Another Way Movie. There's also bonus footage on that website as well. Uh, And if you didn't like this, if I was stupid and ignorant, send it to someone you don't like. Because any view is a good view. Also, if you know those eight outcomes I talked about earlier, if you can send them to me, that will be great. Um, As I said, I haven't seen them, so I can't comment on them. Uh, And yeah, have a lovely, lovely week.